0: Good morning, everyone. Good morning. It's really good to be here. Thank you so much for your warm welcome. Um, I'm just going to ask Rachel to read our passage today, and um, it's just from Jonah, and um, Jonah chapter one, um, and we'll read from verses one to seventeen together. Yeah. Thank you. Rachel. Jonah chapter
1: one. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai go to this great city of Nineveh and preach against it because of its wickedness because its wickedness has come up before me but Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish he went down to Joppa where he found a ship bound for the port after paying the fare he went aboard and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord then the Lord sent a great wind on the sea and such a violent storm arose that the ship threatened to break up all the sailors were afraid and each cried out to his own god and they threw the cargo into the sea to lighten the ship but jonah had gone below deck where he lay down and fell into a deep sleep the captain went to him and said how can you sleep get up and call on your god maybe he will take notice of us so that we will not perish then the sailors said to each other This terrified them and they asked, what have you done? They knew he was running away from the Lord because he had already told them so. The sea was getting rougher and rougher. So they asked him, what should we do to make the sea calm down for us? Pick me up and throw me into the sea, he replied, and it will become calm. I know that it is my fault that this great storm has come upon you. Instead, the men did their best to row back to the land, but they could not, for the sea grew even wilder than before. Then they cried out to the Lord, Please, Lord, do not let us die for taking this man's life. Do not hold us accountable for killing an innocent man, for you, Lord, have done as you pleased. Then they took Jonah and threw him overboard, and the raging sea grew calm. At this The men greatly feared the Lord, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord, and made vows to him. Now the Lord provided a huge fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights.
0: Thank you, Rachel. Thank you. So it's quite an emotive passage, this one, isn't it? There's a lot going on. And um, I think, especially the first half of what we read, um, is a bit of a testimony for me, um, because when I was first called to Bible College, I didn't want to go. Um, I wanted to turn away from what the Lord was calling me to do. I didn't think that the Bible College was the right place for me. Um, a few years ago, I wouldn't have been able to stand up and um, you know, even do you know, a testimony or, or knowledge talk. I couldn't speak at all, but the Lord has just helped me so much, um, just from calling me to Bible College all the way through, until now, um, and I'm I'm graduating in a few weeks and it's just been amazing to see how he's, how he's carried me through. Um, So yeah, it's great to be here with you today and to to share this, this passage from God's word, and it's all because of him that we can be here today. Um, So today I just want to talk about three things, I'm going with the the faith mission, (laughs) three points, Um, but I do want to just talk about three things that sort of jumped out at me from the passage. Um, and mostly focusing just on verses 11 to 17 today Um, so first of all I want to talk about the purpose of the storm that Jonah went through Um, but before we do that I wonder what you would think of when you hear the word love would you think of romantic love the love that we share um, between each other um, when a man and a woman go um, out on a date together or when they get married would you think of that classic rom-com that tells you love is about finding that special someone to spend the rest of your life with or would you think about your family when you think about love would you think about Christmas time and that time where you just share that, that family time that special time together or maybe you think of a special friend that you've got or even something that you're passionate about I love playing football I love playing music I love singing we say that a lot don't we we use the word love quite a lot I wonder what love looks like when you encounter it in the middle of a storm, when you see love in its clearest form just reaching down and holding you in that storm. And that's what I just want to look at today, the storm of love, the storm of love that Jonah went through. So first of all let's look at the the purpose of this storm. So the scene is Jonah is in this boat and he's come with the rest of these sailors out onto the sea And unlike other prophets in the Bible, the book of Jonah is about the life of the prophet, isn't it? It's not about what he's preaching, but it's about the prophet himself and his relationship with God. So today we meet Jonah and we get a glimpse of his story. He's heard God's call to preach in Nineveh, a city that's wicked and corrupt, that's turned away from God. But it was a city that God loved despite that. And so he wanted to send his prophet to bring his word to them. So when Jonah hears that they are to be offered a chance to repent after all this wickedness they've done, he recoils from the idea, he says, I don't want to do this. I don't want to give them a chance to repent. So Jonah turns and he runs in the opposite direction. He jumps on a ship to get away and he finds himself caught in the midst of this storm. So in the midst of all this, Jonah's asleep. He's asleep to the situation, the reality of the waves crashing over the edges of the boat. And the captain and the sailors wake him up. They haul him onto deck and they say, what are we doing here? What's happening? Is is your God angry with you? They say, what shall we do to you that the sea may quiet down for us? So here we see the purpose of the story and we see that it was to reveal to Jonah and the sailors his need to turn back to God in repentance has revealed his identity to the sailors, and he shared with them about what he's done. He's run from the gods of creation, and now he's in big trouble. And I think we can relate to that, can't we? Often we turn and we run away from what God has us to do. We turn and we want to go our own way, and then things begin to go wrong. Just like Rachel was testifying about when she turned from God, things started to go wrong in her life. She wasn't happy. She wasn't ready to meet God. And so she had to learn to turn back to him. And so as the pressure's building, the doom is coming. We see the story just getting louder and louder. The sea, the waves crashing over the boats. It says in verse 11 that the sea was growing more and more stormy. And then in verse 13, we see the sea grew more stormy against them and the waves crashed over the boat. So things are getting desperate, aren't they? It's it's time for something to happen. A solution must be found before they all die. So Jonas says, pick me up and throw me into the sea, so the sea will quiet down for you. I know that it's because of me that this great storm has come upon you all. And I wonder this morning, as we look at this passage, if we often feel desperate like this. If there's a storm in our life that's going on, perhaps there's something, our, our family home, perhaps something's going on there, or perhaps We're struggling with this friend or we're struggling with depression or perhaps something big is going on that maybe not many people know about. And I wonder if you've got to the point where you'd consider just doing anything, just to have that peace again, that peace that surpasses all understanding. It just seems so hard to find sometimes. Is that storm getting too violent to just wait out and survive? Something has to be done. Well, this morning we can find encouragement if we re-examine the storm, to look for the purpose. What is God doing in my life through this circumstance? How might he be teaching me, or showing me that I need to change? And how desperate am I to change? Do I want to turn back to God? Am I ready to see his purpose in my pain, the pain in that storm? Am I ready to see what he is doing for me, what he wants me to do? And so Jonah really confesses to God here. He says, it's my fault for running from you. That's what he does in the belly of the fish. He turns back and repents. And so we see that the purpose of the storm was so that Jonah would turn back to God. Now we can't be sure of all of Jonah's motives. Maybe he's given up on his mission and maybe he's just not ready to turn back because again in chapter three, we see that he goes down the wrong road again and he must turn back. But we can see in that, an encouragement that we often come back to God, but we don't always stay there. We often turn back to our own way and we have to come and repent. But God's always there. He is always there to provide a way out, to provide a protection, to send that whale to catch Jonah. And then he prays to God and turns back to him. So what we see in Jonah is that desperation. I need to do anything to stop the sailors drowning. And so he realises that his disobedience to God has not only affected him, but it's putting other people's lives in danger too. So he admits his guilt and he wants to be thrown into the sea. And here we see an example of love. He sacrifices himself so that the others might live. And then secondly, we see the sailors' response. So they rightly think that Jonah's idea is a bit mad. They think, why is this guy wanting to throw himself overboard just to save us? And so they do all that they can to avoid it. They start to row towards the land. They cry out to God, asking that they'll not be held accountable um, for throwing him over. They throw things overboard so that the ship would be lighter. And they cry out saying, oh Lord, have it done as it pleased you. So we see a contrast between Jonah the sailors because ironically here's god's prophet just running away from god's will but then through that through that storm and through him turning back to god the sailors end up crying out to jesus they say oh god have it done as it pleased you they respond in faith to god they call out to someone that they believe is there isn't that amazing to see that god used that storm to show these sailors that they needed him that they needed to turn back to God and repent of their sin. So I wonder this morning, as I was studying for this passage this week, I was convicted. I wonder if I'm a bit more like Jonah, or if I'm a bit more like a sailor. I wonder if I tend to turn away from God and run from him. Or I wonder if I am tempted to cry out to him in a time of trouble. Do we see our need to submit to God, in the storm. I think that's something that we all need to remember that when we're in a circumstance where everything around us is falling apart, and that we are able to call out to him, come back to him because he's always there loving us. Like the sailors, we can cry out to God in our time of need. We can come to him because he's always there and he always loves us. He's always there for us. So then lastly just want to talk about the result of the storm what happened after all of this had gone on Well, what is clear in this story is that god had a plan he had a plan through the storm and he had his way he won't be thwarted by jonah's disobedience but instead he knows that he needs to use that in his plan that jonah's disobedience is used to bring others to him isn't that amazing that these sailors Who brought Jonah onto the boat at Tarshish never knew that this big storm would come, that Jonah would be on that boat, and that perhaps hours later, just after leaving land, they'd be calling out to God, Lord, save us, save us from this storm. We want to turn back to you. So God doesn't let Jonah die. He doesn't let him be swallowed up to the depths of sea, but instead he's swallowed up by a whale. He's not swallowed by the waters of the ocean, but instead he sends a whale to protect him and show him his love. So Jonah himself is sacrificed so that the mission is accomplished. What we see in all of this is that love, the true definition of a love shown through a storm. Tim Keller has a quote that puts it really well. I really love how he puts it and he says, all of life-changing love is a sacrifice whether we keep a promise or a vow to someone despite the cost of it, whether we forgive someone that we could pay back, or whether we could stay close to a suffering person whose troubles are draining to us, when we love according to that pattern of Jesus sacrifice. Our loss, whether that's of our money or our time or our energy, is th- those people's gain that we are showing the love to. And so if we think of how we've experienced love in our lives when someone has shown love to us when someone has taken time to come alongside us when we are in a storm when someone's come and rescued us from the situation we see that love that god sent to jonah that love that he came and sent a whale when jonah was in his greatest hour of need when he was terrified when all around him was waves were crashing over the boat god sent his love and so that's what the gospel is. We must remember that Jesus was sent in the midst of our trials. If we think about the worst storm we could ever imagine, the worst situation we could ever be stuck in, that's when Jesus came. All throughout history we know that this book has been interpreted as showing, uh, showing forward to when Jesus would come, but it really just does clearly show how much the love was needed it just shows in this time of the deepest need in the strongest storm that god sent his love for us the story of jonah prepares the way for jesus the one who would give himself in our greatest need as the psalmist says when i was in the miry pit when i was stuck in the clay the lord lifted me up and set my face upon his The story points to Jesus, who would die not because of his own sins, but because of our sins. And three days after going to the grave, just like Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days, he would rise again and go to be with his father. He would advocate for us. He prays for us every day before God. The one who is greater than Jonah will come, as it says in Matthew 12, verse 41. So when Jonah is thrown into the sea, that is a picture of the picture of Jesus being thrown onto the cross. He satisfied the wrath of God. And so the storm is no more. And so the storm is no more in our lives, the storm of sin and of guilt and of judgment, that's all taken away because Jesus was sent in the storm. Jesus, when he died upon that cross, took our punishment. He bears God's anger for us that should have been directed at us, was directed upon Jesus. It says in Romans 5, verse 8, For God shows his love for us in that whilst we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Isn't that amazing that God sent that whale just at the right time for Jonah, while Jonah was still running away from him? He sent that whale. And Paul makes that point in Romans. He says, while we were still sinners, while we were still in that pit, God has sent Jesus. Could there ever be more of an expression of love? Could there ever be a greater love that was shown to you or me when we were in our deepest need, when we most needed to be loved and to be saved, to be given peace, to be given hope, that that love was sent for us in the gospel we see jesus pursue us with love just like god pursued jonah when he was running away from him and he paid the price so that we might be with him front and center is god's love isn't it just all throughout the story we can see god looking after him running after jonah giving him a second chance Bringing him back to himself, and through that, many many people's lives are turned back to God. And so, how must we respond to that love? Well, again, if we just look back at what the sailors do, they respond to what God does with awe and with worship. After this encounter, it says the men feared God even more. They were struck with awe, and they recognized the significance of what God had done for Jonah. So we must be like that, shouldn't we? We must always be in awe of God's love. I think so often we forget how much that love was needed, how much we needed to be saved, how much we needed a peace and a hope and a rescue. And that's what God sent to Jonah. I think if we were all to get up here today and and give a testimony of what God's done in our lives, We would just say how much i needed a savior before we had him i think it's just amazing to know how much god gave just because we needed him that much so the sailors they stopped traveling on their journey and they came to land and they jumped off their boat and they offered sacrifices to god they didn't just make a profession and stop there but instead their lives became lives of worship worshipped God for what he'd done. Thank you God for sending your son we should be worshipping him for. Thank you God for sending Jesus. Thank you for sending him to save me. And so if we truly see that love, if we truly see who Jesus is, if we understand everything about the cross, about what he did for me, then that will elicit much more than just That's a great thing. Instead, we will want to worship him all the time. Every day we want to be with him in praise. So let's have that sense of what Jesus has done for us today. Just as Jonah was saved by God, as God ran after him with love, in that storm that had a purpose, and then seeing that result of his love, let's remember to love God back, to reflect to him, the love that we've been shown through Jesus. As we consider Jonah, that prophet that just never seemed to stay in a straight line. He always changed direction, turned away from God and turned back to him. Let's just remember that God was always the same. He always loved Jonah and he always loves us in our messy circumstances, in our messy lives. God always is there loving us with the same love. He cares for us. He cares for you and for me, all the little things that we never tell anyone about. He cares for. He cares for our families and our friends. He cares for our diseases and our sicknesses, and he cares for our hearts. And let's just remember that as we look at that story of Jonah today, God loves us in our own storms, in our own wrecks, just like he did for Jonah. So,
1: thank you.